Hannah Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Rose Kerr, is it? Yes, that's correct. We pronounce it Kerr. Just wanted to make sure I've made mistakes on the last names before. (laughs) (laughs) And she's here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Rose, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Sure. Thanks, Leanna, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, I, uh, I'm a listener and uh, met a lot of cozy mystery authors through your podcast. So I really enjoy the service that you're providing. Um, my name is Rose Kerr. I'm a Canadian. I live in Southern Ontario, and I've been a cozy mystery reader for years um, before I even knew what cozies were and I thoroughly enjoy them. I started writing um, in 2013 and uh, a long process to get to be published, but I've enjoyed everything that I've learned about the process. It's been a lot of fun. I've met some great people along the way and um, they've been inspiring. Wow, it sounds like you've had a very interesting journey. (laughs) It it has been a good journey. I always wanted to write, um, and um, in 2013, I was downsized from my position at work, and my husband said, you know, this would be the perfect time for you to try your hand at writing. Like, this is what you really want to do. Go for it. So I did, and I knew a lot about business writing and marketing and copy but I didn't know anything about writing fiction. And so I, um, I used to work in distance education and I um, took some courses online on creative writing and on writing mysteries and publishing and what was all involved and learned a lot. Went to a few conferences, met some authors that I was just a huge fan of and that was amazing. And uh, so just, learned by doing and repetition and never giving up. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Mm. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Um, a couple of things. Uh, my book is, uh, the setting of my book is a fictional town on the shores of Lake Superior uh, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And my husband and I lived in a small northern Ontario town on the shores of Lake Superior. Um, We lived there for just over 20 years. We raised our family there. And the town was smaller than what Bayview City is, which is the fictional town in my book, Death on the Set. But I was so taken with Lake Superior that I knew I had to include it in my book. That was where I wanted my book to take place. So there's bits and pieces of the small town that we lived in, um, other communities that we lived close by, um, some of the provincial and national parks that are that were in our area. Um, we had a, a great beach um, at Nays Provincial Park. It was beautiful. It was a white sandy beach. And when I first saw the beach, I honestly thought it was we were at the ocean. It was that big, that vast. So it was really nice. Um, and the other thing is we have a, we have a dog in my book. There's a, a dog, a golden retriever. And our dog is a golden retriever husky mix. She's a rescue. And uh, she's a female. And we named her Jake. My husband said, 
I don't care what we get, if it's a male or a female dog, I really want to name the dog Jake. And I said, okay. And uh, so the dog Jake figures in um, my Cozy Mystery series as well. So Brenna's family winds up giving her um, a dog at the end of the first book. And uh, she's Golden Retriever and she is female, but she's called Jake. And there's a bit of a story behind that as well. Oh, that's great. I know I have a dog too. I have a red healer named Ruby and oh, I would love to put her in one of my books someday. <laughs> <laughs> I've read your first book. Oh, <laughs> yes, I did. So I'm, I'm wondering where, where you, you would fit her in. So that would be, that would be interesting. How would she, <laughs> how would she adapt to the centaurs and, and the gnomes and everybody else in there? <laughs> oh, I don't think she'd, I don't think she'd do too well. I think she'd be scared of philosopher. Uh, she might be. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as how the cat is probably about her size and yes, yeah, he's got uh, he's got quite the look about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any advice for those who want to write their own cozies? Like everybody else has said in the past, I think you need to read the genre you want to write in. I, I really think you need to be knowledgeable about what has been written and what is currently being written so that you, and you need to read a wide variety of authors who write in the cozy genre there's so many different aspects that you can go with you can go with uh, an older sleuth or uh, a sleuth who's just getting started in life or you can go the paranormal cozy route or mystical cozy route or all kinds of different areas so you really need to to know what you like, what you like to read, and what you would be happy spending a lot of time writing. Um, there's also all kinds of different jobs that uh, the Cozy Mystery Suits have. They're bakers, librarians, shop owners. Um, in, in my case, my main character is uh, a high school, former high school guidance counselor, and she loses her jobs due to budget cuts. So she goes back home and she's looking for work and she winds up having to take a series of temp jobs with uh, a temp agency. So the basis, the premise of the series is that she's going to be working in a different location for every book. And of course she'll probably find a murder. <laughs> and the other thing I would, I would say is um, join writing organizations. Uh, Sisters in Crime uh, is a great organization that has a lot of programming online and the cost to join Sisters in Crime is not very expensive. Um, part of the Sisters in, in Crime is the Guppies, which is an online group of, they call themselves the Great Unpublished. And uh, so much information is available to new writers who it's people who are just starting out. It's all there for the asking. The Guppies are, they're welcoming. They've got so much information. They offer online webinars, courses for writers who want to write mysteries and thrillers. Um, and the last thing I'd say is if you want to be traditionally published, don't give up on yourself. It can take a long time, longer than you think it should, but it, it will take time and you will get there. So don't quit. Yeah, <laughs> getting published in any form, even self-publishing can take much longer than you think it should. It, it can, because there's so many moving parts to it. 
Yeah, and you also have to be very careful. I'm speaking from experience with self-publishing because mm-hmm. I started the writing, my writing journey 10 years ago with, mm-hmm. with a sci-fi book. Yeah. And uh, had I known then what I know now, I probably would have saved myself so much money going the going a different route. Yes. And but I stuck with it. I I did okay with it. And then suddenly out of the blue, I found myself going the traditional route. And that was that was another fun journey. Still is. It's different. And and I you know, I just didn't think I had it in me to try the self-publishing route. I really, I looked at it and went, oh, I don't, I don't think I can do all that. And I, so I stuck with the traditional publishing and, and it's worked and I'm happy. It's been an interesting journey. I'll tell you that much. It's lots of things that you can learn. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of things you can learn with either route and I would definitely say take advantage of that. Learn as much as you can. I think so. I um, I have a, a friend here who's um, she's self-published, and uh, she decided to go that route. And she's had a lot of help from her family as well. Who she's got um, a son who's an IT guy, and he's been able to help her get her books formatted and everything that they need to do. And and a couple of friends who. We're good photographers, so they worked on her cover. So it's it's been an interesting journey to to watch what she's been doing and to learn what she's been doing as she's been doing it. So yeah, there's a lot to learn in both in self-publishing and traditional publishing. Definitely. Well, uh, do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? I don't think I'd get in trouble with them. Um, I mean, Brenna is is the closest to my heart. She's my main character, Brenna Flynn. But I really like Emily. Um, Emily is uh, Emily Connors. She's Brenna's best friend. Um, they've been best buds since kindergarten, their first day of kindergarten when they bonded. And it's just, they've always been together. And Emily is a, a lawyer. She does family law and she's a fighter for her clients. And she's a fighter for her friends. She won't let Brenna beat herself up um, when something happens. And she's always reminding her that she's doing the best that she can and that she's, you know, that's all you can expect. Just, you know, do your best and you're fine. And, and I've got your back. And, and she does, she has Brenna's back. She's tiny, she's, she's barely five feet tall. And, uh, but she, uh, she walks like she's 10 feet tall when she's walking through a room. She, She's a, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> she sounds like a great character and someone you definitely want to be friends with. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of one of my cousins, actually. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, somehow our lives always slip into our writing in some way. <laughs> they do, they do. I hope, I, I hope people are flattered when they kind of find themselves in my books. <laughs> <laughs> No malicious intent at all. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have an author who's most influenced your writing? Uh, It's really hard to pick just one. Um, When I started reading mysteries, I mean, I read the Bobsy Twins and the Nancy Drew mysteries when when I was a kid and, and they were great. When I got a little bit older, I started reading Agatha Christie 
and I really, I, I would spend my allowance money um, buying books. That's all I would buy. Um, so I had quite a collection. Uh, she was the first reader that actually showed me what it was like to be drawn into a story. Um, I remember I was reading uh, uh, and, then, and then there were none um, and I was at home alone. And at the time I got to a pretty scary part of the book. I, I was 12 years old, so it was kind of scary to me. And I had been home alone reading and my brothers came crashing into the house, like slamming doors, yelling and screaming. They were all excited because they'd been to visit friends. And they, I had been so engrossed in my book that I didn't hear the car coming in. I didn't know that they were coming through the house. And they literally made me jump out of the chair and scream because I thought it was the killer who was showing up at the house. So that really, that kind of scared me. And that showed me the power of words and how you can really draw people in and draw your reader in and captivate them. And that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, and then later on, I was influenced by Sue Grafton, Sarah Paretsky, and I've been reading a lot of uh, Ellery Adams, Ellie Ann Alexander, uh, Vicki Delaney, and Lynn Cahoon lately. They, they've been drawing me in, oh, and uh, oh, I just finished uh, Kate Carlisle as well, um, the Bibliophile series. I've been reading her books. I really enjoy them as well. So, yeah. So I, I guess there's a lot of authors that I kind of look to for inspiration and they're all out there. Uh, I, I can understand having a lot of different authors for inspiration. For me, it was like, and this is just sounds funny to say for Cozy Mystery, but Tolkien, C.S. Lewis. Um, then I found Cozy's and Lillian Jackson Braun and just. Mm -hmm. But Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, they awesome at world building. I mean, wow. What great examples to, to read and to learn from when you're building, because in a cozy, you have to build your world as well. So they're, they're great. They're awesome. Yeah, they also, they were the ones to draw me into fantasy and also researching mythology. Mm -hmm. So that kind of inspired more of the world of sparks and lasola mm -hmm. and <laughs> and for the listeners out there who don't know lasola is the fictional town in my mystery book sparks of suspicion <laughs> and you draw on on mythology from uh the first nations the indigenous people right uh yeah for sabia um yes. she is part uh, elf from the Sioux tribe, which is called, which they refer to as a Kenoti or Kenotila. And mm -hmm. later on, you also find that she is part um, Kawi Anakasha, which is the Choctaw version of elves. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. And as the books progress, I actually draw a little bit more into the Choctaw culture 
which gives me a chance to look into my own culture. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That is, it's interesting. It's, I love learning about new cultures and, and learning about the, the mythology that is surrounding all the different cultures. It's great. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad for Sabia's love interest, Bridger. In the third book, he decides to try what the Choctaw call War's Little Brother, a game called Stickball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ends up with a bruised ego and not, other bruises. Not going to end well. <laughs> not going to end well for Bridger. <laughs> and with how close his wedding is, uh, he's going to have kind of a black eye. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. So speaking of characters, if you were to, if you and your main character were to sit down for coffee or whatever your preferred form of caffeine intake is, mm-hmm. what kind of drink would they get? Um, I would get a chai latte made with soy milk because that's my favorite treat kind of coffee tea drink. But Brenna, um, all through my books, she she drinks coffee um, with two creams and two sugars. But when she's going out um, for, you know, going out for coffee with friends, she'll splurge and it'll be a white chocolate mocha with whipped cream. Those are that that's her. That's her weak point. <laughs> oh, your character and my character sound like they would get along so well. <laughs> Sabia loves a raspberry mocha. Whenever she goes to Sparks. Okay. Yes. And I personally love chais. There's a place here in Colorado that I went to pre-pandemic that, oh, 40 different flavors of chai lattes. You're kidding. Wow. They, They range from vanilla, like, let's see, coconut macaroon to a Snickers flavor. That would be nice. That yeah. would be very good. <laughs> One of my favorites to get is the chocolate strawberry chai. Oh my goodness, so good. <laughs> I wow. miss that place. <laughs> that sounds really good. Like, yeah. Hmm. We just we just moved to uh, a new community. We were living up north for quite a while and we two years ago we moved to southern Ontario and haven't had a chance to explore a lot since we moved because the pandemic happened and everything shut down. So now that things are opening up, I'm really looking forward to getting out and, and finding some neat little coffee shops because there's there's quite a few in the area. So I'm going to start looking around to see what I can find. I don't think I'll find one with that many choices of chai though. <laughs> no, I think that may be pretty, unique. <laughs> this place is pretty unique to Colorado and it's uh, I've loved it since it first opened many years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. And I've gotten so many people hooked on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of my favorites, and I've actually done a couple signings there, which is fun. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's really good. Have your, have your 
special chai and meet with readers. That's great to, to have an afternoon or an evening. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to one day being able to, to do signings again. I kind of miss them, which is kind of funny because I'm naturally an in, introvert. So doing signings is kind of weird, weird to me, but... But it's people who are coming and, and meeting you and talking to you have a have an interest. They really want to be there. So I think that would make it easier yeah, to handle. Oh, yeah. It, it is a little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to yes, the interview. <laughs> we kind of straight off topic, which is always fun. <laughs> um, outside of writing, do you have hobbies that you like to do? Um, I like to walk. With my dog, uh, we have a we have a bay nearby, and so I, I take my dog walking along the bay and just watch the water and see what's happening. Um, we uh, I like to knit, uh, not great at it, but I can I can make scarves and afghans. I'm attempting to make socks. I think maybe I should have started with mittens first, but I'm attempting socks, and I've done some quilting too. Um, in the past, and I, I've enjoyed doing that. And I'm, I'm hoping to get back to it. We, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've, we moved to our home, and we're still in the process of getting settled, we've been renovating our home, and it's, it seems to have been an, a never ending project, but we're actually seeing the end of it. So it's, um, once those final renovations are done, um, we'll be able to get out and about and do some more traveling and exploring the area. There's, there's quite a, quite a few nice small towns in the area and uh, excellent uh, outdoor areas too, where there's parks and the, we're on Lake Ontario. So it's another, it's another one of the great lakes and we'll spend some time there and we enjoy taking pho photographs. Um, I especially like to take photos and see what I can do with them so and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> oh those are all those all sound great and so much fun and yeah, it, it is a can lot I say how time. brave you are attempting to knit socks I have kind of limited myself to the flat aspect of knitting <laughs> I well I thought I could do it and I'm I'm half almost halfway done and I think I may have to call a friend <laughs> so <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, I think we, I may have to call a friend and do a FaceTime and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I tried to knit a hat in the round and I used those, you know, the round knitting needles that have the yeah. thing of plastic yeah. between them. Yeah, the double pointed and the circular needles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. it looked like, you know, it would be hat size until I took it off the needles. It ended up being wide enough to be a sweater. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's like, how did that happen? <laughs> no. Yeah, I've, I've done, I, I knit a, a sweater for my son. <laughs> and, you know, it would have fit, he's, my son's six feet tall. And it would have fit somebody who was seven feet tall. <laughs> He just looked at me and went, love you, mom, but no, it's just, I, you know, I'll keep it. I, he, he kept it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give it away. He wouldn't let me try to fix it. No, no, I'm going to keep it. 
I'll wear it. I'll wear it around. I'll wear it around the dorm when I'm at school. It'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I think he's used it for an ugly sweater at Christmas time in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny because my sister got me a sweater for Christmas and the thing hangs to my knees. That's how long it is. <laughs> It makes a yeah. great blanket when it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it would be good in the wintertime. <laughs> Wrap up in that and you'd be nice and warm. <laughs> yeah. So how can my snoops and sleuths follow you? Uh, so I have a website, uh, rosekerr.com. So it's R-O-S-E-K-E-R-R.com. I'm on Facebook, Rose Kerr Author. I'm also on Instagram and it's r.m dot Kerr and I'm on Pinterest as well as Rose Kerr author and oh and I'm sure on Goodreads too whoops. I'm on Goodreads too I said I just sent you the Goodreads link as well and that's I think it's goodreads.com forward slash Rose Kerr and I'll be sure to include those links in the show's notes great thank you oh I've had so much fun chatting with you I can't believe we're at the last question <laughs> it's been a lot of fun <laughs> yeah, it has hasn't it what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Uh, well, Brenna probably wants me to let her get back to being a high school guidance counselor because um, she'd like to get back in there and help kids, you know, figure out what they want to do and how to do it. But uh, that's not going to happen in the near future. <laughs> she's, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, you know, she's going to continue with uh, the Randall Temp Agency and finding different positions. Uh, the first one, she's, uh, she's a, a production assistant on a cooking reality show. Um, and she didn't have a clue how to do that, but hey, she managed okay. The second book, uh, she's going to be doing work as an admin assistant at the university in the research department. And in the third book, which is as far as I've got planned right now, um, she's going to be working uh, with the parks and recreation department. Um, for some of the festivals taking place in Bayview City over the summer. So yeah, she's just not going to get back in the high school for a while. <laughs> so she'll be annoyed for a bit, but hey, <laughs> keeps her life interesting. <laughs> oh, that's always fun when we can kind of keep our characters just slightly annoyed at us. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I don't want to tick them off so that they take a hike, but I do want to keep them interested. Yeah. <laughs> Other times it's like, wait, you're having me do what? <laughs> and where? <laughs> I know right now with Sabia, her main complaint is like, why are you sending me to Oklahoma in one of your future books? <laughs> but it's always fun to keep our characters on their toes. <laughs> I think so too. I think we need to keep them um, expecting the unexpected and that'll keep them happy and keep us happy too. <laughs> yeah. I've had so much fun chatting with you. Oh, thank you, Leanna. I really enjoyed this. This is my first ever podcast and uh, it's been a pleasure. It's so much fun. You've made this easy. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You're welcome. Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. 
I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, Dower Bear, and Patty Paul for their contributions in keeping the show commercial free and growing. I'd like to thank my coffee clutch for their contributions as well. If you'd like to be like my patrons and have your name mentioned on the air, join me on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the cozy sleuth. You can also join my coffee clutch on coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. And if you'd like to hear some cozies read by live actors, check out the Cozy Mystery Rats Mates, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.